from GP Brand to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block GP3, want to thank everybody on castropolis.net for joining us if you are checking out the show I know I let a few people know that we would be live this Sunday checking it out so uh you know, we are uh, about to kick this thing off on Mother's Day. And um, and uh, again, welcome to GP3 Round 88. Um, Ran is in the house, man. Ran, uh, thanks for joining me on Mother's Day, man. How you doing? Doing all right? Doing fine, man. Good, good, good. Very cool, very cool. Uh, first of all, man, why don't, why don't you tell everybody why we're called GP3, man? You do that oh, better okay. than most. <laughs> better than I do. Go uh, ahead. With GP3... Uh, it stands for Grove Park 3. Uh, the three of us uh, are from the Grove Parks community in Atlanta, Georgia. We are with the Grove Park Elementary School. Uh, I, myself, ran. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Our other member who started with us, Tut, Tut Emeritus now, uh, he lived on Charlotte Place. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, I was doing my thing on North Avenue. And, uh, man, uh, do you miss the old neighborhood, man? When you when you uh, when you hit these sentimental days like Mother's Day, do you do you miss the old neighborhood at all? Yeah, I miss some of the old neighborhood, man. I was thinking about that this morning. I was in the grocery store and I was just realizing that uh, my kids don't really have a neighborhood that they can claim. You wow. know, I, I live in a multicultural neighborhood, but it's not like my neighborhood. You know, a neighborhood that you can really claim because you know your your neighbors were there for fifteen and twenty years. You, yeah. you grew up with these people. Yep, true enough. True enough, man. So you got any shout outs? Yeah, man, I got a couple shout outs, man. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to one of my other daughters. She's not biological, but she's one of my girl's best friends, uh, Alexis H. She just graduated from Duke University this morning. All right. From Duke. With an with uh, engineering degree. So she is a young sister who's a STEM person. Awesome, man. Okay. I want to give a shout out because we got some birthdays I just saw today. In 1914, the great one, Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber, was born on this day. Um, In 1950, Stevie Wonder was born on this day. Wow. And then in 1966, on this day, Darius Rucker, for most of y'all, the black guy, or y'all call Hootie, from Hootie and the Blowfish, was born (laughs) on this day. You know, now he's a a, a well-established country star today. Cool, man. Cool. And, and not last but not least, I want to give a shout out to Wendell Carter's mom. Uh, Wendell Carter, if you don't know about it, he was a um, highly recruited player, uh, high school player that went to Duke University, and uh, he just decided to go pro. He was a freshman. But his mom calls up the NCAA and says, you know what? This is modern-day slavery. Wow. And that's one reason why her son is going to the NBA. I want to give her credit. We need more and more people to uh, take a stand because – 
um, you know, it is modern day slavery because you look at the you look at the workers versus who is in charge. Mm-hmm. You, it, will, it will mirror what we saw many years ago. OK. You know, I, I heard um, and, and again, checking out uh, some of the replay from ESPN, uh, you know, my boy Max and um, and Stephen A., uh, they were talking about this story. And one of the things they that that uh, Stephen A. mentioned he, he said he can understand her emotional uh, mention of slavery in this narrative, but we have to be careful about how we equate slavery with these situations because, you know, one of the things he said was you're still given a choice. Um, you know, the education in, and, and again, I mean, whether you agree or disagree is up to you, but, bas- but basically what he said was um, the, uh, when you're an athlete, you're still being compensated with an education that costs hundreds of thousands, depending on which school you go to. So it, it's still a choice if you view value and you put value on the education. So he said he understood exactly what she was saying in terms of players and the fact that they don't have any input. Um, but he, he said, you know, you also have, you know, and, and he and Max were both saying you, you have to put value on that education. So it, it's, a, you know, it's an interesting argument, you know, um, and, and um, I've heard both sides of it. And, and Well, I, I do agree there's choice, but I don't think there's, the choice is not balanced. Okay. It's not, you know, still somebody has an upper hand. Yeah, I agree. So, I just think we have to be careful about how we we throw slavery around because, you know, ain't nothing like slavery, bro, bro. Uh, and never will. Well, hopefully will and, and never will be. Um, but uh, equating slavery, you better, you know, uh, you know, for us, man, it's a different level of conversation. So I agree. I mean, I, I do agree with the emotion in her statement. You know, hey, man, um, you, you got any more shout outs? No, man. All right, cool. Uh couple of shout outs man i'm gonna shout out all the moms uh is your mom still with you man i i, I you know I, yes okay yes. my mom is um 82 years old awesome man awesome uh congrats congrats to uh, i'm gonna call her ma ran <laughs> happy mother's day uh, i lost my mom back in 2012 man so uh you know definitely uh if if you have your mom if you don't have your mom um <clears throat> you know definitely while she's here appreciate her and you know, if, if she's not here, celebrate her. And I got to shout out all the foster mothers, man. Um, all the, you know, mothers who uh, oversee foster care, all those uh, mothers who have adopted kids, uh, the aunties and the grandmas, the surrogate moms who uh, who, who have, have done, uh, you know, such a, an amazing duty in raising kids, man. And uh, just shout out to all those, you know, mothers who have, you know, I, I guess have been uh, drafted into momhood or, you know, they were either naturally or, or they made a decision to jump in or they were drafted into it. Kudos to you. Okay. Yeah. And also as a, as a uh, add on to that, let's also shout out to the brothers who, who are serving at mother and father role. Too. Absolutely. man. You know, absolutely. I mean, cause there are, there are a lot of good brothers out there who are, who are doing the right thing. Um, you know, they are doing both playing both parents. So I want to give them a shout out too. Excellent. Very cool, man. Very cool. All right. Uh, you know what, man? Um, I want to say a, a really special rest in peace, man. I don't know if you know, I'd intended, uh, we got caught up in some other conversation last week and didn't get a chance to 
talk about this, but we lost uh, another great one, man, John Jabbo Starks. Uh, Jabbo, if you know, I mean, you know about the James Brown sound. Um, Jabbo and Clyde Stubblefield were the funky drummers. And um, Jabbo passed away last week, uh, 79, uh, of leukemia. Uh, and he was laid to rest this weekend in Mobile. So, um, you know, and he and Clyde um, were the most sampled drummers in music history, man, with, um, you know, when Jabbo was known, uh, he was on the uh, payback, the big payback, Sex Machine, Super Bad, Talking Loud, Saying Nothing. Uh, also played uh, with Bobby Blue Bland, B.B. Uh, King, um, you know, big songs with those guys. In addition to that, man, he was still touring, still doing uh, a lot of things with, uh, you know, uh, upcoming, uh, you know, doing drums. I guess you would call it like drum sessions and drum seminars, um, you know, and up up until Clyde's death, he and he and Clyde were still doing stuff together. So rest in peace, uh, John Jabbo Starks, and uh, shout out to his family in Mobile. Uh, went to school with some of them and, you know, just some great people, man. Good, good folks, and 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 Jabbo is a good guy. Okay, so, and and I know you you're familiar with the Funky Drummer, Ran. Well, yeah, I actually um I actually did some work with them uh, many years ago when I was in college, and uh, they actually uh, helped me out on some stuff. So those two guys, they were gentlemen, straight yes. up gentlemen, straight up. Uh, you can't, and you know when you talk about um, funk drummers, mm-hmm. it starts with these two brothers right here. I agree. I mean, you know. Modern day hip hop, the beats and stuff, it starts with these two cats right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. They deserve credit, without a doubt. Hey, man, uh, I mentioned this last week in passing. Just want to uh, recap it, um, I think, as as we were um, as we were wrapping up the show, because it had just happened. The Donald Glover, This is America video, uh, of course, you know, without a doubt, it caught America by storm. Uh, a lot of folks have called it. Uh, an indictment and a challenge, a testament to modern times. Did you did you have a chance to finally see it? Yeah, when I saw it, man, it reminded me of that scene in uh, "Do the Right Thing" when Spike said, "Wake up." Yeah. To me, that's what it that's what it basically says. You know, we we paying too much attention to all the dancing and stuff, but not the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people looked at it, or why they looked at it as uh, an indictment and a challenge. Uh, and, you know, of course, a testament to modern times. But, you know, man, here's the interesting thing, Rand, and, and you and I talk about uh, uh, D. Glover, and we don't necessarily, uh, we weren't uh, of the Childish Gambino fan club. I mean, we, we know Donald more so for his movies, TV stuff in Atlanta. But a lot of folks uh, have criticized him for some of the Childish Gambino stuff he's done in the past with, uh, you know, I, I guess the bigger you get, the bigger target you are, you know. Well, um, also, Childish Gambino is a character. Yeah, character, yeah. And he I did. Mean, people need to understand that he was he's playing a character. That's not Donald Glover. He is doing a, a spoof or a satire on what he sees uh, from entertainers. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, you can read some of the blogs. I'm not going to, you know, go into it, but it was just interesting um, because it was a heck of a narrative that needed to be said. And, um, you know, we are fans of the show Atlanta. Hell, we in Atlanta, <laughs> but still it's it's good TV. And, um, you know, you know, the you know, I guess you get the good with the bad, but it's interesting um, with some of the. Uh, criticism and the Childish Gambino uh, narrative is out there. And, you know, even to the point, Rand, where they're talking about the fact that the man's girlfriend is white, you know. 
Uh, Look, man, you, you can go back to all those, all those activists in the 60s, man. About three-fourths of them had white women. So, I mean, yeah. come on. Let's, let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just move on. I mean, you know, I, I'm the first one to tell you. Uh, you know, I can't tell you who to love. Let's call That's it the NBA. Right <laughs> yeah. That's half the NBA. Come on, now. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right, but but I uh, just wanted to bring it up, man. Donald Glover, uh, keep doing your thing, bro. I caught my last episode of Atlanta, uh, you know, and and uh, what a heck, uh, just a heck of a season. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm looking forward to the brother in Star Wars. So whatever. Um, but but I do understand the concerns, and he might have to address that eventually because you know it's starting to escalate. Uh, Jay-Z and well, Title. You know, well, go ahead. I'll let you go. Go ahead, man. I was about to say, one of the things that people need to understand, this social media is a powerful thing. It's a, it can boomerang on you. So yeah. I tell people all the time, you need to be careful what you put out there. Yeah, true enough. Because, yeah. you know, if it gets if it's in the hands of the wrong person, they can utilize it any way they want to. Because you've lost control of the narrative. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Hey, man, um, have you heard about the Jay-Z Title scandal? Well, yeah, you told me about it, man. And I, you know, I could, you know, I, I know why it could happen, but I don't know if it did happen. But, yeah. And, you know. and it's all alleged. Uh, it's, it's all, um, right now, uh, Norwegian newspaper, uh, it's, uh, music business worldwide. Basically, uh, they've been doing an investigation. Uh, they even hired, um, a company out of the UK. It's kind of like a forensic, uh, a digital forensics company. Uh, mm -hmm. And these guys are really digging in to uh, Title subscriber base. Basically, they're accusing uh, Jay-Z and Title of inflating uh, their numbers. Uh, they're accusing um, the the fact that Lemonade and, and Life of Pablo, which was Kanye, um, they're they're disputing the the number of plays, the number of streams. Like for example, uh, Life of Pablo had two hundred and fifty million plays in the first ten days, and Lemonade, uh, according to uh, the numbers that Title uh, actually uh, came up with, uh, it was three hundred and six million times in the first fifteen days. Uh, and they're saying there's no way that could have happened with a subscriber base of three million. Um, so the report is actually it was released by Music Business Worldwide. Uh, now, title is claiming that the report is merely a, a smear campaign. Uh, they point to a lot of negative press and, and just negative comments that have been made by Music Business Worldwide in the past. Uh, and they, they claim the data was stolen and it's been manipulated through research. So what are, you, what are your thoughts, man? So let me ask you this. Is, is Title, before Jay-Z acquired it, was that a Norwegian company? I don't know. I mean, I a, a lot of these... I, I, it, yeah, I know yeah. it was a company that was over there in the Danish countries. Yeah. Um, and I know as soon as he acquired it, he was shutting the offices down over there. So, I mean, I, I could see this as a way of getting back with him mm -hmm. uh, because he could have damaged the economy over there. Um you know, um, is, is this one of the other reporting agencies or other streaming companies is behind it? You know, it, you know, as, as we were looking at the, the, the campaigns, yeah. you know, the question is, who's paying for all this stuff? Well, you, you know, know what? I, yeah, I, I think what happened, dude, was, um, you know, basically, um, you know, a lot of these companies acquire, um, you know, they just acquire the technology, you know. So once they acquire the technology, 
Um, you know, it, they can change the name to whatever. Most of the companies that exist now, they just people just acquired the, the technology took the, and branded it. So if right. that, if that's the case, I'm sure it's going to come out in court, you know, um, it, but but title is prepared to fight it whatever. And, and this is, you know, timing, man. It, it's weird because, you know, as the SEC is also um, playing with Jay-Z, uh, messing around with Jay-Z also. You know, he's he's got uh, to, I think uh, he's been subpoenaed uh, to, uh, uh, to, to go to court uh, regarding uh, something involving the SEC. And I, I don't think we mentioned that, but, but there are a lot of things like this popping up and, and this could be a well, big, I heard, I heard he missed a court date related mm. to, uh, with the SEC. I heard he missed that date. So, wow. um, I mean, Hey, I mean, if you know the beehive, I can see the beehive inflating those numbers, man. I mean, they listen to twenty four seven. They can say a word about the beehive. No, but I mean, I, those people, yeah. those people, are hardcore, man. They listen to Beyonce, you know, twenty four seven. Yeah, they do. They'll put that sucker on and, and literally be listening to it. It's in the background. But um, right. you know, I, who's to say? Um, you know, the whole thing is though, Rand. Um, what it does, though, if if this case, if it becomes a case and it becomes um, a win for this newspaper, it could have impact on all these streaming companies and, and a lot of these artists, you know, and, and question the credibility of their streams. Because, you know, well, yeah, based it, on the streams, that's how damage, they get paid. They get paid royalties damage, based on the streams. You can damage JC's uh, deal with um, Sprint. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Sprint right now is in another deal trying to uh, merge with someone else. So, with with I mean, uh, T-Mobile, the T-Mobile Sprint deal. T yeah. 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 So this has some significant ramifications, not only for JC, but also Sprint and the T-Mobile deal, because, you know, that is part of the, one of the assets that T-Mobile uh, makes the, that makes the deal attractive to them. Yeah, true enough. We'll see how that goes. OK. Um, Cardi B, man, I just want to mention this because it's it's kind of floating out there. Uh, and it does have this has, you know, in my opinion, um, there's some cultural significance in this beef that uh, we need to watch. Uh, Cardi B recently deleted her Instagram. Uh, I don't get into the gossip stuff, but I think this is one of those things, um, you know, Nazilia Banks, um, you know, love her or hate her. Um, you know, this was interesting. She said, uh, she was on the breakfast club a couple of days ago and basically she called or, uh, she, had, she was asked about a comment where she had called Cardi B illiterate and untalented, uh, and also said she was a poor representative or representation of black women in hip hop. Um, and, uh, you know, don't, she told the breakfast. Don't be throwing stones now. Don't I know, be man. Don't be throwing stones at these glass houses now. Oh, Lord. Stuff a boomerang on you. Yeah, she told uh, the Breakfast Club that uh, black culture, uh, especially black female culture, had peaked two years ago with uh, with Beyonce, and, and she mentioned Solange, and basically she's saying now uh, things have gone like Cardi B. Uh, you know, she's saying in a negative way. And, and, and I'm going to quote her on this, you know, according to Banks, quote, I'm just talking about this caricature of black of black woman that black women themselves would never be able to get away with, end quote. Uh, and she goes on to point out Cardi B's bad spelling, bad grammar, saying that if it were her, Nicki Minaj, and they had talked like that, spelled like that, the world would rag them all day. 
So it's just an interesting narrative because, you know, Cardi B, I guess, is uh, Dominican, Puerto Rican. Um, and and again, we're getting into this, you know, we're, I don't know if we call it splitting hairs, uh, you know, wokeness and black enough. And it, it's just an interesting narrative. And it, it's it, if I don't even I mean, if you read the chains, the comment chains, it, it's getting ridiculous. Um, you know, I'll throw it to you, Ram. Your thoughts, man. Um, you know, I'm 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 so clueless on this, man. Yeah. But, um, I just I I, I th- you know, Azalea Banks has a past herself. Yeah. Uh, that is not spotless or pristine. No, I mean, yeah, I don't um, think anybody does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right, and so I would prefer that these ladies have a summit where they really discuss this amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does have a point in terms of how black female culture has peaked or it has gone in another direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good or bad, that's up for debate, depending on how you look at the coin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we, our entertainers and artists, um, don't understand the responsibility and burden they carry versus their general market counterparts. Yeah, I yeah. think they need to truly understand that. I mean, you know, uh, you and I went to uh, predominantly white colleges. Yeah, but we uh, went to a predominantly black elementary school. Uh, right, right. What I'm trying that. to say is that yeah. what, what happens is that we understood when we would make a comment in class, even though the comment was our point of view, Mm-hmm. Others took that point of view as we were speaking for the entire race. Yep. If you were so, in the minority, correct. And, right. And so these young ladies need to understand when they are when they are shooting, uh, firing shots at each other, it is it is reinforcing a narrative out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and belief structure. Yeah. Um, I just wish that we would stop going to social media and airways with some of these disputes and just be a, be adults and just, and just try to figure this stuff out. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone in this business has a lane that they, they, they drive down yeah. in terms of their career talent, whether you like it or not, everyone has one. So, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little disconcerting. Well, you know, one of the things I, I mean, this is like this whole issue of racial identity and colorism, these are really wounds with Band-Aids on them, and these wounds are still raw, you know? So when an Azalea maybe rips off a Band-Aid, you know, there's a lot of rawness in our communities. Do you understand what I'm saying? And and oh, there, yeah. there's I mean, hurt. Azalea has been, has definitely been um, persecuted for her skin color yeah. in many ways. Yeah. And she's made it be known too. Yeah. And, and, um, so, so my point is it's not something you can play around with. You know, I don't think it's something that you can use as a marketing tool to bring up or a beef tool because in our communities in general, outside of entertainment, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a sore spot. It's, it's a, it's a hurtful issue for a lot of women. And, and, and now that you bring, I mean, that these kind of things come up. Uh, it, it, it really brings out uh, some some really, really bad feelings. So I just hope it doesn't get to the point, Rand, where it it really 
divides the community. Because we, I mean, I think we're at a really, uh, you know, culturally, I mean, I think there's some good things going on and I just hate to see the, the, uh, the unnecessary division and I'll leave it at that. Okay. You got anything else on that? No, man. No, man. Okay. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone. All right. Hey, all right. right. Uh, let's see what we got next here, man. Um, doom, 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 doom. Scoopy. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Uh, man, let's let's get into. Um, I want to get into the. Um, let's get into a little bit of the White House, man. Um, you know, I know I know that's your favorite spot. A um, couple of things: um, the Iran deal, and I know that's been pretty dominant this week. Uh, Forty-five dumped the Iran deal. Any thoughts on that? Well, first of all, he, he told about 15 lies as, as he talked about the deal. Man. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact is uh, the money that was that Iran received was actually money that was seized from them by the United States. And under the, the condition of the deal was that that money would be the assets would be released to them as long as they did not start a, a nuclear program, yeah. which yeah. they have abided by. Yeah. But now you have given them the money back. Guess what? They can start a nuclear program now because <laughs> you have scrapped the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you know it's 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 it, it's it's really screwed up, man. I mean, you, and because now uh, you're talking about. Uh, North Korea, guess what? Now you got to worry about Iran now because now you've given them a license to go and build a nuclear program. Yeah, yeah. So it, what was this a situation, and I bring this up, man, because do you think this is a situation where it was really kind of unnecessary? Uh, we could have stayed the course and avoided maybe some undue consequences, man, if we, if we had just stayed the course, even if it was a bad deal. It was keeping us well, out of harm's way. Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, man. You know, if you've done business before, yeah. they're never perfect deals. No, no. They're never perfect deals. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. It could the deal have been better? Yes. But this was, you have to, you have to put it all in the context of the timing when this deal occurred. Yeah. yeah. It was the best deal that they could get. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I believe they could have stayed the course, but again, 45 right now is so adamant on trying to find what I call tactical wins mm-hmm. uh, to show for his base mm-hmm. to say, I did this. Um, you know, I think that's what's driving this. I mean, it, it really doesn't have any, it, it, nothing was, nothing was being broken by what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course the, the North Korean, uh, the detainees were released Um any any uh, any feedback on that? Um, you know, it, well, it's always another, good. Another lie. Uh, he yeah. said Obama couldn't do anything. Uh, Do two of these detainees were actually caught during your administration? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, let's yeah. be honest. And I was listening to a a Korean guy the other day, uh, uh, expert policy expert, mm-hmm. and he was saying that um, these are these olive branches that are being thrown in 45's direction are feeding into the hands of uh, Rocket Boy and the guy in South Korea. Yeah, they're yeah. they're the ones who are really controlling this thing right now. Yeah, it's it's optics for them and their people. Right. And right. There's a reason why we've we've not negotiated. Um. And and for us to be negotiating, you're absolutely right. It does play more so into their hands than it does for our policy. So and that's what a lot yeah. of 
a lot of the the policy folks, a lot of the uh, I, I guess the intelligence people are saying. I mean, this doesn't necessarily benefit us. This is what they've wanted all along. So, and, and at the same yeah. time, this guy, you know, Trump is they're doing what they did when they last summer with the health care bill. Mm-hmm. Remember when they did the victory lap? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's doing a victory lap already. Yeah, and there's, and, and there's, have, there's nothing we haven't even done at yet. the table yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, the summit's going to happen June twelfth. Uh, it's going to happen in Singapore, and you know we'll see. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, again, uh, the Korean guys were saying the same thing. They said, "Look, he made Trump fly across the world. He oh, he just catch a train from North <laughs> Korea to Singapore." Yeah, they were just saying that this guy is much more crafty than you think he is. Trump thinks he's dealing with uh, a. a a Korean grocery store owner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. And the, and the guy from South Korea is a very shrewd negotiator. He's been voted as like one of the top 10 negotiators in the world. Mm-hmm. So he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Melania, man, um, has the, uh, unveiled her anti-cyber bully campaign, uh, be best. And of course, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. you know where that went, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, as soon as, as soon as it was released, you know what Twitter said, you know, well, why don't you use that in your own house? You know, um, and, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, who was it? Schumer. Um, he, uh, the 45 said something about him on Twitter and his reply was uh, hashtag be best. You know, so you're going to see a lot of be best, but it ain't it, it ain't going to be pertaining to kids and cyberbullying. It's going to be aimed at 45. Well, you've heard the backstory that they that she there's a claim that she lifted this from Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. This is not all. Yeah. If, uh, it, I mean, yeah. And you know what they said? I mean, it just constantly shows that how they've hired so many third and fourth rate political hacks in the White House. It's it's they say even on their best day, they couldn't be C students, some of these people that, that are working in the White House right now. Yeah. Wow. Hey, one other thing, uh, and we'll we'll get off the 45 train. Um, the Niger attack information came out. Did you have a chance to, to take a look at any of that uh, about the multiple failures? I, I, man, it's, it's, that thing was doomed from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's sad to see um, the lack of prep that's being done when we put our, our, our troops in harm's way. Um, right. You know, faulty intelligence and things like that. I'm not going to go into it, but... You know, I know a lot of that information is going to be dissected over the upcoming weeks and, you know, we'll go from there. And, you know, and these are your special forces, man. These are the guys supposed to get the best of the best, the best training, the best intel, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple failures. So it was you're absolutely right. It was doomed from the beginning. Yeah. And of course, man, we just say, as we say every week, let Mueller do his job. Um, I think all the speculation is merely speculation, man. All the things that are coming out regarding the Cohen, um, what was it, the the financial doings with, uh, you know, the different companies, AT and T. Mueller already knows this stuff. He didn't leak it, you know. Um, you know, and and of course the 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 beauty of this is Mueller's uh, information is airtight. I mean, none of it, anything that's coming out regarding this is not being leaked from his people. And so I just say, let him do his job until the, until it's done. And, and as a matter of fact, we're approaching the first year anniversary uh, of the And, um, and, of, and of Rudy the Giuliani uh, is just stepping all in it, man. Oh, my God. I, I, I still think, I mean, you know what? I agree. Somebody said that Mueller hired 
Giuliani? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I think he is on the payroll. <laughs> you saw that Giuliani's law firm um, basically we had to let him go over this. Yeah, because we, we, we don't even want we don't even want to be associated with this. Because <laughs> he's on Mueller's payroll. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah, man! It's, it's hilarious. Just, it's just uh, hilarious. It's kind of funny. It's kind of a sitcom, you know. You know what's funny, man? Um, yeah. I was listening to someone say that when you looked at the what happened, the Whitewater probe, yeah, and Benghazi, those probes lasted four years, yes, and no indictments. Mueller's is a year and has twenty indictments yeah. already. Yeah. And and that's what they were saying. A lot of people wanted to end, but if it ends within a year, it would be the shortest probe in really modern day history. Most of the probes, right. minimum, what was it, three and a half years? I, yeah. I mean, nobody wants it to go that long. That's that's pretty painful. But you know, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the one with Oliver North? Um, oh, the Iran Contra. Iran Contra went five over five years. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just, hey, you know what? Just uh, pull up to the table. Get a comfy chair. This Stormy Daniels thing has just really, uh, oh. it has really been the thorn in the side, man. I mean, it's the fly in the ointment, yeah. you know, yeah. as it's constant. This guy, Michael Avenatti, yeah. is, he's showing Michael Cohen, this is how you fix stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. let me show you how you do it. It's getting brutal. And he's, you know, oh, yeah. it, it is it is getting brutal, man. The documentation that he's showing, that he's pulling out. Um, I mean, if anything, and, and what most of the analysts are saying, he's beaten, he's beaten uh, 45 at his own game. He's beaten his folks at his own game. They're basically reversing the tables. It's a, right. you know, it, right. it's painful to watch. Um, I mean, it has, you know, nobody, you know, we, you kind of have to avoid some of the onslaught of the information, but it's, you know, if you, if you're kind of a political junkie, it's fun to watch. I mean, I, I guess fun. I don't want to say fun because, you know, I, for obvious reasons, it ain't fun, but, but it's, uh, it's interesting to watch anything else, man, Right. in the, in, as the white house turns, you got anything else, man, you know, the, the whole thing about John McCain, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I was up here looking at a list of lows from candidate Trump to President Trump. Yeah. And, and, and this is like, you know, when you start thinking about calling the Mexicans rapists and criminal, Sam McCain wasn't a hero, attacking the Gold Star family, telling the generals he knew more about what was going on than they did. Mm-hmm. Access Hollywood, Charlottesville, um, you know, um, uh, David Johnson, we just spoke about the Niger thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the congressman. And now McCain, I mean, man, I mean, it was, what is, this is such a pattern of just low behavior. But you know what, Rand? But, but let, me, let, me, let me say this, and I'll mention this as you bring this up. Are you surprised? It's kind of... I'm not surprised. But what I'm surprised is that no one is checking this. I mean, even with John McCain, even the senators... Who are former like Tom Cotton? Tom Cotton is a former Ranger. Yeah, he has not even spoken up. Yeah, you know that's the sad thing about it, man. That these uh, these white boys, when they get in the room with a bully, they really shut down. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm just not surprised. I mean, you know, we're talking about a reality TV star. This is like Nene Leakes is president. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, Nene. Uh, we love you. But, uh, but you know what I mean? It's a, it's, he's a reality TV guy. You know, I, I, I just have no, I, anything can fly. And, and is it uh, disappointing if anything that um, we've sunk this low? Um, some of the things that were said, especially uh, when um, his wife comes out and has to remind, um, you know, the, the White House that, you know, my, my husband has kids, my husband has grandkids. You know, we've got family who's listening to this, who hears this. And, you know, that's really, you know, that kind of brings it home. And then, um, what's his daughter's name? Um, McCain. I, I forgot her, her first Oh, Megan. Yeah, Megan, Megan. Megan was on The View. And, you know, Megan said, you, you know, look, we're all dying. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, we're all dying every day. We die a little bit every day. Um, you know, but, but she put the whole thing, I mean, she, she did a really good job and I think they've taken the, the high road, putting a lot of things in perspective, uh, versus, you know, uh, fighting back or, or clapping back, you know, they're just putting everything in perspective and, and, you know, keeping it, you know, moving forward. The most telling thing is, um, you know, 45 won't be getting an invite, um, to the final, to the final resting ceremony, um, which within itself is you know, says a lot. So you got anything else so we can get up out of, yeah. I want to get up out yeah, of, man, let's, let's yeah, get up out I of mean, as yeah. we can say that the, 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 it rots from the head, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Hey man, uh, I want to bring something up. Uh, New York times did this uh, piece and I, I don't know if you saw it living while black article. Um, it, it's called when white people call the police on black people. Uh, you know, first Rand, let me ask you, do you think, this is just a situation where technology is so prevalent in our lives that we get more uh, attention brought on it, or is there an increase in white people calling the police on black people? I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. I, I, I think this has been occurring all the time and technology is just shining a light on it. Yeah. Um, but I think now with technology is actually sh showing people what is what it's like. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about this uh, 65 year old woman, that black woman that was oh pulled out God. of her car. Yeah, that's in the ATL. You it know? happened. In, it happened in a suburb right. of Atlanta. Am I correct? Right. And I, I'm thinking about the Waffle House. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Same, you know, the guy gets the brother gets choked at the Waffle House. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the, um, the system. Um, yeah. Some, some of the convenience stores. But I do believe that with this with this new environment, this tribalism uh, politics in Charlottesville, I think Charlottesville was almost like at the Fort Sumter mm -hmm. of the Civil War. It when when the 45 said that there were some good people on both sides, I think that just that just opened the can of whoop ass up said, hey, we're going to move forward. But, you know, it's, it, it's. It emboldened. You think it, I guess the best word would be maybe it emboldened people to, oh, yeah. to step it, up it and, and, them. and do this. Uh, just oh, a couple, yeah. couple of things they mentioned in the article. Uh, first of all, they, part of the article uh, in the beginning, it mentions how scary it is that, you know, these incidents are occurring and how common they are is, you know, the scary thing. But they, they talk about the whole situation with the Yale student that was napping in the dorm lounge. Have you ever napped in the dorm lounge? As no. Okay. I mean, I, I know have. people that have. I know people that have. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I know I have. And, I mean, during study, 
when, you know, finals, midterms, all that kind of thing. So that's kind of a common practice. And, uh, you know, police called, you know, and this, the woman who, who actually did the, uh, made the report has a history of it. Um, another situation on May 3rd, uh, where at Nordstrom's on, uh, teens were in, uh, some black teens were in there, um, getting last minute prom attire. And this is in a suburb of St. Louis. And as they're leaving with their receipts, everything paid for somebody called the police. Uh, so, you know, shopping for clothes, um, in Cali, California, April 30th, um, uh, black, uh, some, so, you know, I guess black couple, uh, black families, some black folks were leaving an Airbnb uh, and um, police were called uh, because they looked suspicious. And a neighbor said that they were uh, bur- burglarizing a home, you know, basically. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a friend that lives out there and she was telling me more about it. She was saying basically the, the, the neighbor waved at these people and these people didn't wave back. Wow. So, it, it, you know, like suitcases, really? Then you had um, um, a situation, not just, you know, it was a minority, um, Native Americans were confronted um, at a, um, I think this may have been in Colorado, where they were uh, uh, taking a college tour and two, two uh, potential students, the police were called on them because they were wearing a, a, a suspicious quote unquote band t-shirt. And they just look suspicious. They were wearing what seemed, uh, they look suspicious. So, so next time I see a redneck walking around with a Confederate flag, that's, does that give me um, uh, validity to call the police because they look suspicious? Wow. And then, of course, we know about the Pennsylvania, the thing that happened on April 21st with the ladies who were supposedly playing too slowly on the golf course. And the police were called. So what do you do, Rand? What's the solution? I mean, what, what, I, a friend of mine gave me a solution, but I'll, I want to hear what you have to say. I, I think the solution is, first of all, we focus on the we focus on the root causes, not the outcomes. Mm. OK. OK. And that's basically this is about voting. Voting will take care of this. You think voting is going to take care of the heart? Voting, voting, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm listening. I'm hearing what you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm waiting. I'm serious. I'm serious. If, if you participate in you participate in the election process and you start voting the people out, mm-hmm. some of these behavior wouldn't exist. Wow. I mean, when you talk about it, the police violence, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you bring in a new mayor, guess what? He, 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 and you give him a message, he gets a new police chief. That changes the culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Judges. Again, so many of these things right here, guess what? The judges are, are going along with the police cops. Yeah. Okay. Voting again, the power of the voters is, 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 is it, people do not understand. It's a, you got to get these people out. Mm. Now I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you don't need to have of uh, uh, rallies and all that other stuff, but if you really want to make a lasting change, you got to vote these people out. Yeah. And, and you know what uh, I was, I was, um, you know, this thing is, is hot on social media right now. And there are people in the African-American community who are saying, well, we should turn the table and start calling the police on them every time we see an instance. Do you think that is going to work? No, because well, they, they're turning back on us saying, you're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're calling police resources. I'm going to give you a fine. I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm going to arrest you. But do you not think that, well, you know, I, I get it because we can go back and forth. 
you know, and, and, it, and that's where the conversation goes back and forth because I'm wondering at what level ran, um, or uh, I, I, I guess at what point a lot of, I mean, these that's the, I'm not saying those are going to be put stuff, in question, but, the, but the, you know, the, the key is you gotta, you gotta get the power out. Yeah. See right now, but by, by turning the tables back, you have not altered the power yeah. at all. Do you, well, I, I'm here to tell you, man, on the federal level, the, the judges that are being put in place right now, these young judges that are ultra conservative, uh, it ain't helping the point. It ain't it, on the federal level. Uh, it, it ain't helping the cause. Any of this right now. No, um, no. Yeah. Again, it's voting. Cause the, those judges are appointed by elected officials. Mm. Good point. All right, man, you got anything else to close? What's your rant? No, man. I mean, I just gave my rant right there, man. I mean, you know, um, you know that, that that was that was it right there. You know, it's, it's about voting, voting rights, and all that other stuff. That stuff's important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, right now I'm I'm doing my research on the candidates, the local candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also I'd like to give a shout out to all the, the candidates across the country, particularly the women who ran mm-hmm. and who were very successful, or the ones that even if they lost, they actually changed the conversation in some of these communities. Yeah, uh, I'll give them a lot of credit, but. Yeah, man, I, I just I, I come from a civil rights family, an activist family, and, and and I believe that you know if we're going to make some changes, I mean we got to we got to do it, we got to attack it, we got to attack the count on both ends. Yeah, and you, and know, you know what, Rand, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned voting. Uh, one of the things we have to do uh, that has to be done um, in addition to 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 making the right decision, go to either go to the polls. In advance, go to your um, the the voting. What do you call it? The officer, the office of voting, uh, in, in in your area. Because we do early voting, by the way, in Georgia, and I know a lot of states do early voting. Uh, you can go in and actually request a sample ballot, uh, right? And, and they'll give you a sample ballot. Like for example, uh, primaries, and we're in Georgia, of course. You have a, a Democratic and a Republican ballot. You can ask for both ballots. You can also go on online and print. A sample ballot out from from the uh, all the Secretary of State's offices, and and basically just go down the ballot and research each candidate. I mean, it doesn't take it'll take you maybe an hour, a couple of hours, but it's worth it because you don't walk in blind, you know. So you can see the history, you can understand who you're voting for. Because I think ultimately, you know, if if you don't if you don't know, then I mean, I, I've already printed my I've got my sample ballots. I'm going through taking a look at you know, all the different candidates because I'm in a new area because I, I truly, I don't want to take a chance on voting for somebody who could, uh, you know, embolden these, I mean, a lot of these situations we're talking about, who could make Dude, things I worse. walk in, I'd walk in, I always walk in with my ballot already filled out, my sample ballot filled out. Yeah, that's right. That's it. You can do that. I give it to my wife. I give it to my daughters. I mean, we walk in, we, we have a plan. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing is not to wait until you walk in and pull that curtain, <laughs> and, you know, and look at that ballot and just start doing any, mini miny, mo. That ain't that ain't the way to get it done. Yeah. Right. Right. Then you become Kanye. So. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Kanye, was was it a quiet week for Kanye? <laughs> was it a quiet week for Kanye? <laughs> I guess I guess so, man. I mean, you relatively. Know, uh, I, you know, he's had some bad um, press so far on his on the songs that have been released. So. Um, I guess he's he's trying to sort some things out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, all we can do is pray for the brother. 
Keep him in prayer. Keep him in prayer. Hey, by the way, uh, you could go. Everything you need is at castropolis.net. Uh, as a matter of fact, we are streaming uh, some of the older episodes. We're going to be streaming um, some other podcasts as well. Uh, trying to keep it going 24-7. And Rand, I'm, I'm debating, Rand. I'm debating something, man. Memorial Day weekend. Should I pull out the turntables, man? Should I pull out... <laughs> Hey, man. Should I pull out the hey, turntables and go old school and, and you know, uh, hey. do, do my, my Jazzy you know, Jeff? Yeah, do, they, you know, uh, be like Will Smith Summertime. This is Summertime, man. <laughs> so, I mean, it's I'm, the kick, it's I'm, the kick I'm think, off. I'm the thinking summer, about man. it. I'm thinking about it, man. I got to, you know, I, uh, of course, I got to get my licensing straight because they will shut your stream down if you play, the, you know, you play somebody else's music. But uh, I'm thinking about it, man. Y'all let us know. You can, you can email us. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can, or you can go to gp3rtt at gmail.com. Uh, gp3rtt at gmail.com. Um, of course, you, you can subscribe. You can, you know, again, go to Castropolis, C A S T R O P O L I S dot net. Uh, you can stream it live there. You, uh, and again, we're on every Sunday at noon. Uh, or you can, of course, the podcast is always there uh, on demand for you. And as well as other podcasts, and uh, you know, we're just excited about you know uh, you checking us out, and we love your feedback. And uh, you know, we're still working out some glitches, some technical stuff here and there. This is kind of a trial run, so don't hold it against us. This is the uh, the trial balloon, just to you know get everything straight. I, by by summertime, by that uh, that mix, which I'm, I'm I mean I'm feeling like I can do it, man. I'm feeling like I can do it. I'm feeling like I can pull out the turntables. It's been a while. I'm a little rusty and dusty, but I feel like I can do it. I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Cool. All right, man. You got anything else, bro? No, oh, man. Again, uh, just want to give a shout out to all the college graduates and, um, and their families, um, you know, wishing them uh, congratulations. And also, uh, uh, again, replay what you said earlier about Mother's Day uh, to all the all the mothers out there, whatever, whatever type of mother you are. Congratulations. This is your day. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that said, uh, we are putting GP3 round 88 in the can. Again, love your feedback. You can check us out on Instagram. Email us, gp3rtt um, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Ran again, and my best to you and the fam. Um, and, um, you know, y'all have a great Mother's Day, man. And enjoy. With that, GP3 is out. Same to you guys, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. We out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.